This is episode 2 of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. We interview some of the most brilliant minds in business and entrepreneurship so you can learn how to maintain success, enjoy its rewards and take it to the next level. Together, we break down all of the myths, legends, struggles and insights behind what it takes for you to join this tribe of successful entrepreneurs to grow and stay ahead of the pack. I'm your host, Joel Ong of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast, and welcome to the show. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. My name is Joel Ong, and once again, I'm the founder and video strategist here at Tip Your Time, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time again to share your years with me today in today's episode. So today, I'm not going to be having a guest. Today is um, going to be another uh, session of um, sharing with you some insights as well as some of my perspective on things, uh, which I feel is going to be relevant to you if you are not experiencing as much fulfillment today in your lives. And that's a big important thing and distinction that I want to make in today's episode um, because it's, uh, a lot of people misunderstand that you know, being successful and having a lot of money equals to happiness. And uh, what I can say, you know, from personal experience and from speaking to different people who have had, you know, reached the success that they think they wanted, uh, find out eventually that, you know, they aren't very happy. And so today's episode is not really going to be tactical, nor is it going to be strategic. Um, today's episode is a lot more focused on personal development and around the mindsets that you need to maintain success as well as, you know, enjoy yourselves and be more fulfilled and live a happier life. And so um, what I wanted to talk about today is on perfectionism and the downsides of perfectionism, how you can spot perfectionism in yourselves, and what are some of the underlying you know, psychological reasons and deeper reasons around yourself um, that you can start to examine and figure out for yourself you know, if you are a perfectionist and you know, what has it cost you. And so you know, uh, the hope that I have after the end of this episode is that maybe you want to take some time to really reflect and examine your own uh, behaviors as well as your own tendencies and see if you know uh, this is something that is uh, compelling enough for you to want to make a change. So without further ado, let's hop into the show. Alright, welcome. So before I begin the whole discussion on perfectionism, um, I'm going to read you a quote by uh, Carl Jung, who is a very famous uh, person in the past who has contributed a lot to, you know, whether it be psychotherapy, and he's considered one of the fathers and pioneers of this whole field, actually. And so uh, I think he made a very, very good difference in um, in everybody's lives, even to today. And so I'm going to read you this quote by him, which I found particularly insightful. And so it starts, No tree can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. I think that this is a very, very poignant statement because what he's trying to say is that, you know, true growth, true maturity, true wisdom, uh, and true success really can only come from, you know, confronting and overcoming uh, some of the downsides, the mistakes, the failures, the limitations. And we can't naively ignore the fact that, that those things are going to happen. But it's the fact that, you know, we are rooted in that struggle. We are rooted in this imperfection all the time that allows us to 
be able to see things on a more practical and more realistic perspective. And I think that the current culture today has always been, at least I have grew up in a culture of uh, perfectionism, right? So this would relate to you if, for example, you are an overachiever. And if you are listening to this podcast, you probably are one of them uh, because only probably only usually uh, achievers, uh, people of achiever personality would actually be interested to sit and listen to a podcast and uh, be interested enough to be willing to learn from other people and to be able to put in that effort. Um, and I think that there is an important caveat there on the flip side of making sure that we are not too hard on ourselves all the time. And... This is something that I want to pay more attention to, which is the reason why, you know, um, perfectionism comes into play. Now, uh, I learned this through uh, a mentor of mine, uh, actually several mentors, and also, you know, um, various uh, therapists, coaches, uh, things like that from the, uh, from the mental health space about, you know, the underlying roots uh, and reasons for perfectionism. Now, perfectionism usually comes out as a result of shame. And this word shame is a pretty technical word. Uh, it actually is used in the uh, mental health space to refer to not what we think of as lay people as shame, like you feel shameful about something, um, but it's really a more underlying deeper sense of shame, which is toxic shame. And I won't go into the details of toxic shame, but essentially it's feeling like things like you're not good enough um, and then internalizing it on yourselves as if, uh, there is some defect, there's something wrong with yourselves um, that is uh, externally imposed and then you, put it, you take it on yourselves as a rule and a governing um, condition for how you live your life. So perfectionism, perfectionism sometimes comes about where you are afraid of failure. So just like how Kao Yong has said, you know, you can't be the highest tree unless your roots are the deepest into the dirt. So uh, you can't achieve the greatest success if you are afraid of failure, if you can't handle failure. And so then that's, that binds you, it shuts you in a cage, right? Because then you'll be constantly afraid of taking action. And all, the only way to get a different result from what you're currently having is by taking action and taking a step there, out there to be committed enough to want to make a difference or want to make a change. But you can't do that wholeheartedly if you are concerned with what else might happen that is not perfect, right? So it's important, of course, to plan for contingencies. It's important to plan for things that don't go well and don't go right. But that shouldn't stop you as a reason why you shouldn't do the thing that you want to do and why uh, you shouldn't allow yourself to enjoy um, in a moment. So perfectionism comes about, like, let's say, for example, I take a typical example. I want to do this thing 100% correct. So that's a pretty extreme perfectionist. And you may not agree that this is you, but it happens to more people more often than not. And this is kind of the conversation that goes on in their heads, right? They're thinking, okay, um, I want to try an experiment with this thing because I want X results. Um, but in order to do that, I want to feel certain enough, I want to feel secure enough that I'm able to do it correctly or right. I, I want to do it right the first time around. And so what then happens is a perfectionist mindset starts taking over, right? Uh, our false selves of thinking that things are perfect comes up and then that actually prevents us from 
real progress from real learning and real development because if we already knew something and we were perfect then we wouldn't have a reason to learn because learning is all about improvement it's all about progress and so how could we truly learn something if we already know what it is right so there's no way that in the process of learning that we are ever perfect and so that's one of the downsides and consequences of perfectionism so I want you to ask yourself, like, um, how has perfectionism held you back? How has it helped you back from the perhaps the opportunities that um, you might have received? How has it helped you back from um, speaking or having conversations with people who you truly need to talk to or you want to talk to? You know, whether it be your family, um, your closest partner, your spouse, your closest friends, um, you know, people you meet, your closest associates and business partners. You know, having that honest, authentic conversation with each other that isn't rooted in perfection, uh, because you know that you know you may not be the most prepared, you may not have all the right answers, but you're still willing to have that conversation. And oftentimes, these conversations are what is most needed in order to build relationships, in order to be vulnerable, and to build connection. And so, I think that this boys uh, is a convenient and a very the appropriate um, the time to segue into the more business related aspects of perfectionism right so uh, oftentimes perfectionism can creep up in the way that we conduct ourselves in business you um, can creep up in a sense like oh I don't have all the information right now and so I'm not willing to make a decision um, even though I know that that decision uh, by and large I've gotten about 70 to 80 percent of all I can right and so if you know about the Pareto's principle, you know about the 80-20 rule, then what you realize is that you only need so much information before any other additional information is counterproductive uh, with respect to the amount of time investment that you're going to put in. So say, for example, once you knew about you know 80 to 90% of all that you can gather about a decision before you make it, the remaining 10% of information that you do not have doesn't really create such a big difference in the result of your decision where you have uh, an extra 10% or not you know so it's counterproductive to uh, wait on a decision and before uh, wait for a decision because you don't have that remaining bit of information and it's much better to just make the decision straight away and then adapt and cost correct later on so that's how something sometimes uh, perfectionism can come up in business. The next thing would be in terms of posting, right, on social media. Then uh, I get this a lot from past uh, people that I've spoken to, past clients, past prospects. And it's such a common concern that even I have it when I go on camera sometimes, right? Or even in the process of making this podcast. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly what I'm going to say, but I know enough that I think that it's going to value at someone. And so it may not be perfect. The podcast may not be perfect, but I shouldn't let it not being perfect stop me from actually making it, right? Because it's going to value at, it. May have, it may value at one or two persons um, and create enough desire in them to want to change or want to look at their own lives and uh, be able to uh, fix or correct certain things. And so um, it's, it's really remembering, you know, uh, the fact that you you don't want to allow perfectionism to come up, and it's always going to come up, 
um, and unless you deal with your internal issues, you deal with you know your internal uh, hard wiring of your um, of your internal mental rules for yourself and conditions on um, how you are supposed to be as a person, how you're supposed to conduct yourself, things like that. Uh, unless you actually you know go for true therapy and um, go through this whole process of change, um, perfectionism is always going to keep coming up. So um, here are some you know some quick things, quick tips that um, that may help you when it comes to dealing with it, right? So sometimes you know perfection may come up where you don't have a rational reason why you don't do something. So after you have examined all the rational reasons why, and you still decide to say no, or you still decide to do otherwise, it might probably be because there is an irrational reason that comes before it. So um, it's a it is undisputed nowadays that we as human beings we make decisions emotionally before we make decisions rationally. So we always post rationalize or we justify our emotional decisions, and so this is one of the reasons why you know the conversation around emotional intelligence EQ has uh, become such a huge topic nowadays, and it's one of the big reasons is because you know we as human beings. We tend to forget and treat ourselves as robots. We tend to forget that we relate to each other on an emotional level. And so that stops us from having true, genuine connection. And sometimes true, genuine connection doesn't come from being perfect. It sometimes comes from being imperfect, right? Being in the dirt, um, not being all too clean or polished, right? And so it's the same thing with brands. It's the same thing with... Um, uh, how a business is represented online, right? Because nowadays, you know, people keep consistently overvalue the perfect, uh, the nice and pretty looking, polished, clean cut things. And it's not a very accurate reflection of reality because if you look around us, nothing is constant. Um, Mother Nature is random and is constantly changing, is very destructive as well. So there isn't much structure. To mother nature so there is this common saying called order in chaos right so when you think about it you know nature the word natural comes from the word nature so when we want to feel like we are speaking or relating to someone naturally or more authentically then what we have to do is to start to showcase our vulnerabilities start to showcase you know our imperfections and certain flaws that we have because that those flaws are actually what makes us different from somebody else, right? Because if you think about it, if we are all perfect, then we would just be identical to each other, almost like robots, like how every pro- robot is manufactured perfectly. And so how then would we be able to stand out? The next thing I want to talk about is how perfectionism affects a more insidious aspect of your decision making. Right. So say, for example, you are caught up in perfectionism or you are perfectionist and you don't quite realize that you are. What's going to happen is that, you know, because you want to be a perfectionist, um, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Right. And uh, I want to say this with a caveat because I know it sounds strange why you should set yourself up for failure. But if you ever tried hard enough at something, if you ever gave something your 100 percent, you would know and realize that. There is going to be a possibility of failure, even if I try my hardest and I try my best. But what a perfectionist would think would be, hmm, instead of trying 100%, I'm not going to try 
I'm gonna try maybe ninety nine percent or ninety five percent or just ninety percent of my effort, right? And so if it goes bad, if it goes wrong, then you know I'm okay because I know I didn't give it my best, right? Because for perfectionists, what is devastating to them is knowing that they are not perfect, right? So if you gave hundred if you gave hundred percent and things still don't work out, then some suddenly you start to internalize on yourselves reasons why it didn't work, right? If I gave myself hundred percent and it still doesn't work, there must be something wrong with me. So that's something that you want to think about. Does this happen to you all the time? Does this happen to you once in a while? Because if it does come up, then you have an issue with perfectionism. Um, and so for professionals to feel more comfortable with themselves, uh, what they would do would be to just try slightly short of their best. And so you get this very often with very gifted or bright or talented kids. So if you have children and, for example, you know, they are starting to uh, go out into the world or they are performing well as kids in school, especially, you know, at the early ages of their lives, you realize sometimes that these gifted kids are quite quote-unquote lazy or they're quote-unquote complacent or they're quote-unquote you know uh, arrogant or cocky and all these are signs and things why because you know for uh, an overachiever or for a perfectionist who tends to get uh, everything right and perfect and they've been brought up in that way um, sometimes you know that laziness or the doing last-minute work or procrastinating is a way of increasing the challenge for themselves because then they will be able to console themselves if, uh, for example, in the examinations that they don't do well uh, because, you know, oh yeah, because I did last minute work or, you know, I only gave myself this couple of hours to do it. And so uh, unconsciously what happens is they are shortchanging themselves and it prevents you from unlocking your fullest growth and your fullest potential in the long run. So you want to think about that, you know, how and in what ways are you shortchanging yourselves? In what ways are the perfectionist tendencies coming up uh, that actually prevents you from actually giving your best at something? And now I want you to think about what are some of the consequences in six months, in a year, in five years, in ten years, right? What would happen in five years? What would happen in ten years if you stay the same way if you remain the same way if you just constantly are rooted in fear because perfectionism is rooted in fear the fear of not being good enough the fear of not being perfect right the fear of not uh, not being seen to be perfect and the fear that you might not have all the answers for everything and you might not be correct all the time and uh maybe this is affecting you at work whether you be you are a leader, you're a boss at the work, at work workplace and your team looks up to you. And so then you tell yourself that you can't afford to make any mistakes and you have to always put out a good front, a good image. And it's all right, you know, sometimes it is understandable to maintain and pro- project a good professional image, but you can't always hope and expect that that's going to happen all the time. Um even if you know you are someone of an executive level, if you are a leader to someone else, because a leader is not perfect. A leader is there to guide people in spite of imperfection, right? So because everybody realistically don't have all the answers. So what a leader does is to make decisions with the given resources and information that he or she has on hand. And so 
in light of all the circumstances, the leader would gather, you know, all the information from everybody in the team and then make a decision, make a call. And it's the leader's responsibility, it's the responsibility of a leader to follow through with that decision and also to take ownership and responsibility if the decision goes wrong, if things go south. And so to be an effective leader, you can't be a perfectionist because it blinds, it blocks you from seeing the truth of the situation and from making prudent and uh, rational and clear decisions without being affected by something that is unconscious, something that is working in the back of your head. For example, fear. And then that prevents you from actually looking objectively at the situation because then you will just kick into survival instinct and survival mode and um, you start to not be as rational as before. So really think about it. In what ways are you a perfectionist? And what has it cost you? What has being a perfectionist cost you? How has it cost you opportunities in the past? How has it cost you your relationship with people? How has it cost you in terms of your time? Where could you have been if you didn't allow yourselves to be held back by perfectionism all these years? Where could you be in five years, in 10 years, if you made a decision right now that you're going to change, if you made a decision right now that you're going to confront your own issues, you're going to confront your own perfectionist tendencies, and you're going to take a step forward and say, not today, and you're going to make a decision call you know, to take one small step. And so this is something that I want to segue into uh, as part of personal development and effective change in oneself. Um, A lot of times we like to think about change as something that is big, right? Because people think about change as transformational change. You know, um, you just literally transform this guy's life from A to B and it's such a world of difference. But really, change occurs at a micro level and it all starts with a simple step and a single action, right? So what is this small step that you can do right now or in the next 24 hours that can set you up for success? Because oftentimes this change or this momentum, it builds over time. It's like a huge rock that you want to push off a cliff, right? It is a lot harder in the beginning because there's inertia. You haven't had this stunning momentum. But just as how a plane takes off, right, it takes off, it starts to pick up speed. Initially, it's very difficult, but then once it starts to build up speed, then you start to fly. And when you fly, you don't need as much energy to start gliding and flying. And so I want to leave you with this analogy of the plane, right, and of the runway. A lot of times, people don't think of themselves as a plane. You don't think of yourselves with wings, and you don't see the potential of where you could be because you don't realize what you don't know right now. And so a lot of times, um, uh, I hear this all the time, you know, from even business leaders who want to grow, you know, let's say, for example, they are a six-figure owner and they want to grow to seven. And if they're seven, they want to grow to eight. A lot of the times, it's not so much about not knowing what to do, but who do you need to become in order to be a founder, in order to be a business owner? of an eight-figure business or seven-figure business. And so you have to change because remember, as the business grows, you have to grow. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and please let me know, you know, in the reviews or comments or if you are following me on any of my social channels, please do 
uh, reach out and also give me a review and tell me what you think about this episode. Um, I understand that you know the format is a little bit different today uh, from what you, what is a uh, expected of a normal podcast. Uh, but I really want to share this um knowledge and insight, which uh, I I feel is very very important, especially you know if you are an overachiever, if you have attained some form of success in your life, um, uh, you have probably had to go through go through all these same issues and struggles, and so I really want to take this opportunity to be able to share and uh, hopefully impact one or two people who are listening to this to decide to step up and to decide to take charge of their lives and to decide what do they need to get rid of and what do they need to change in order to go to the next level. So once again, this is Joel here from Tip Your Time and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen into this episode and sharing your years with me. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. Head over to video.sell.com, V-I-D-E-O-T-H-A-T-S-E-L-L.com to download your free report on 8 simple ways to grow your business using video and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are listening on. And once again, I'm Joel Ong and I want to appreciate you for listening in. And please leave us a review because you have a unique story and we want to hear it. Talk to you soon.